Welcome to a podcast by Grantmakers in the Arts, a national membership association of public and private arts and culture funders. I'm Sujin Chan, GIA's program manager. For the month of July 2017, GIA's online learning programs will focus on the role of arts and individuals as well-being. We have two webinars coming up in the next few weeks, one on arts and aging and the other on arts and medicine. We're excited to have joining us today Dr. Sarah Cass, a board-certified doctor in family medicine and the Military and Medical Advisor for Creative Forces, a program of the NEA's Military Healing Arts Network. Recently retired from the U.S. Navy, Captain Cass has served as Deputy Commander of the National Intrepid Center of Excellence at Walter Reed National Military Medical Center. Before that, she served as Assistant Deputy Chief and then Deputy Chief of Wounded, Ill, and Injured at the Bureau of Medicine and Surgery. Upon retirement, Dr. Cass started the Cass Group, a consulting group focused on working alongside federal and nonprofit organizations committed to improving delivery of health and wellness interventions to wounded warriors and their families. Thank you so much for joining us, Dr. Cass. Sure, my pleasure. Thank you. Can you share a bit about your background and how you first got involved with working on creative forces at the NEA? Yes. Uh, in 2011, I was given the opportunity to be the military commander of the National Intrepid Center of Excellence, or NICO, which, as you said, is on the, on the campus of Walter Reed National Military Medical Center. The facility is the Department of Defense's Clinical Research Center for Traumatic Brain Injury, or TBI, and Psychological Health Issues. At the NICO, we utilize a comprehensive and integrative model of care for addressing these complex injuries, which means that all of the different medical providers who can help us to understand and treat the condition work together as a team, all in one location. Art therapy was built into that model of care as a core component, not just as something that was an elective for those who liked art, but something that was a core part of every patient's treatment program. At approximately that same time that I was joining the NICO, the NEA was forming a partnership with the Department of Defense and specifically the NICO to expand the services that we were offering to go beyond from just art therapy to be art and music therapy. But they were also very interested in conducting research to understand how the arts are helping to heal these complex injuries. So that was my first uh, introduction to the work that NEA was doing with Creative Forces. Great. What are issues in military medicine that the average civilian may not readily know? And how are the arts being used to address them? Yeah, I think that we've been dealing with the injuries of war long enough now that the average citizens uh, are aware of the complex injuries that servicemen and women incur. Things like limb loss, burns, and even these invisible wounds, traumatic brain injury and, and combat stress. I don't think, however, that we have informed or educated society enough about the incredible strength and resilience of our military members. I worry that the image that most people have when they think about someone with PTSD is shaped by the stories of someone who's experienced the most tragic examples of the impact these injuries can have. Stories of violence, homelessness, uh, drug and alcohol addiction, and, and suicide. While these are definitely tragic outcomes, it would be wrong to think that this is the inevitable outcome for the majority of people who are suffering from these uh, traumatic injuries. There are actually hundreds of thousands of servicemen and women who are afflicted with these injuries, and yet their strength and resilience allows them to carry on their daily lives in societies across our nation. 
but despite this resilience, they still have some struggles. Sometimes it's the struggle to remember the grocery list or where they park their car, or maybe they struggle to manage their marriage, their emotions, or sleep at night, or even cope with pain. So our aim within Creative Forces is to work with these men and women to take advantage of that strength, that inherent strength and resilience, and ease the pain and suffering that they have through engagement with the arts. What are some examples on how the arts have transformed healing practices with military members, veterans, and their families? I think that uh, throughout history, many advances uh, in medicine have come out of times of war. I think that's true with these wars as well, um, with amputee and burn care for sure, but also with traumatic stress and uh, traumatic brain injury. I think this integrative approach to care and the integration of art at the very core of that is one of those significant advances. And I think there are there are multiple ways that's happened, but I think four ways that I would highlight how creative art therapies have been critical in this situation would be demonstrative of the of the benefits of the arts. The first is uh, the arts provide a way for service members to understand and express the things they're feeling. I, I think sometimes this is an expression of physical pain, but it's often also about psychological pain or moral injuries uh, that are contributing to this suffering. The arts allow a person to access different areas of their brain. Um, sometimes the area that allows you to talk about what you're experiencing has been injured by concussions. And by utilizing different parts of the brain, uh, you can actually talk about what it is that's been bothering you and what you're struggling with. But I think there's also this um, something that's been referred to as aesthetic distance, that when you create art, uh, it allows you to take a step back and really explore the injury and understand it more deeply. So I think this externalization of memories, uh, injuries, and then talking about it maybe allowing people to open up more. The second thing is I think arts give people a tool to manage their symptoms. The tools might be different for each person, but it's helping them to work on relaxation, cathartic expression, creative problem solving. One of the things we hear time and again is that engaging in the arts allows an individual to focus on what they can do, what they're capable of not what's wrong with them or what they're not able to do. Next is I think it helps to activate patients to be engaged in their care. Um, you can't be a part passive participant in art or music or dance movement therapy. And that activation and becoming an, an integral part in your own treatment carries over when people are working with the other therapists on the integrative team. Then finally, I think many people who are engaging in creative arts therapies find this to be a tool that they can carry with them after they leave therapy, and they want to do this. Um, they're continuing to engage in arts and making it part of their life practice for wellness. And through that, it uh, helps them to reintegrate back into their communities. So with Creative Forces, we're working with local arts organizations to build this continuum from clinical care to community engagement to support this, this continuation of arts as a part of life uh, practice for wellness. How might the broader field of arts philanthropy learn from what you all are doing at Creative Forces? Yeah, I think there's, there's three things I would highlight that I think are opportunities for learning from Creative Forces. The first is happening at the local level and getting involved in communities where Creative Forces is, where we have now expanded to 11 sites. And at each of these locations, we are forming 
local planning teams that bring together state and local arts agencies, as well as members of the military base and the military medical community, and creating this team to help build this continuum from clinical care to community and engagement of arts philanthropists in these local planning teams will help to shape these efforts as well as be informed by them. The second thing is we're at each of the locations also doing demonstration projects or innovation projects where a specific activity is being uh, implemented, designed and implemented to increase this continuum. And then uh, white papers will be written about those and published on our website so that other communities can learn how this has been implemented at each of these locations. And the last thing is, is follow the research. Uh, we're very actively involved in research. Currently have a number of publications in collaboration with Drexel University. And this fall we'll be hosting a research summit uh, bringing together a wide swath of individuals to help us to define our research agenda and then establish a clear plan for research in 2018. And uh, so I think those, those would be three key ways. Great. Thanks so much for joining us, Dr. Cass, and for sharing about the work that you and the NEA are doing on behalf of military members, veterans, and their families. The work is so important, and we're really uh, thankful for the opportunity to speak with you. To find out more about Creative Forces, you can visit www.rts.gov backslash partnerships backslash creative dash forces. You can also follow Grantmakers in the Arts on Facebook and on our Twitter feed, twitter.com backslash G-I-A-R-T-S. Check out our news feed and find out about more GIA events at www.giarts.org. Thanks so much for joining us.